Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about dealing with neighbors. Um, You know, we've all like come across the bad neighbor. Or maybe if you haven't, you've seen it on TV or, or whatever. People that, you know, end up ruining your day and how you can maybe deal with them. And, you know, I, I, I know a guy I used to work with, he... Uh, he always had the neighbor problems, you know, the kids would be coming over and playing in his yard. The dogs had come crap in his yard or, you know, and just stupid stuff, having parties at all hours. And, you know, and then, you know, once you start saying something and it just escalates and, and things can end badly, you know, then they're coming over at their party in the middle of the night and peeing on your Hummer Whatever, you know, I don't know what happens, but it's an ugly world out there, right? So the way I got it figured, there's good neighbors and there's bad neighbors. And I think you can break it down into two categories where you have good neighbors that are actually an asset to you. And then you have good neighbors that kind of go through life and don't even know they exist, which can be a win. Um then there's bad neighbors. Now you have neighbors that are just like a dumbass. You know, I, I know I've had ones where they're a little too friendly and want to involve every, you know, thing and invite themselves to all your adventures and, and do all kinds of crazy stuff with you. And it just, it gets annoying. You know, yeah, I don't, you I don't like it that much. Done. Right. Yeah. And then you have the ones that actually are like, don't like you for whatever reason and are actually seeking to do you harm. And yeah. and that's a different type of neighbor too, you know? Um, 
I was just, you know, you know, I uh, started a new job there and, and we we're at the, the company uh, orientation type stuff. And they were talking about dealing with people in conflict. And um, one, one of the girls there, she was like, oh, you know, I uh, I uh, had a coworker who uh, used to, you know, just always come up and say things, you know, just that were hurtful and, and jerky all the time. And, you know, oh, you look fat in that or, you know, oh, why are you always so mean? And, you know, just always had something to say. And she tells me they, they drag her up. You know, she finally had to say something. And they drag her up to HR and, and HR is like, you know, what's your deal with her? What'd she do to you that pissed you off? I don't know. I just don't like her is the answer. And, you know, sometimes there's just people like that, you know, that's, that's how it goes sometimes. Yep. Yeah. I got a couple of people that just don't like me, oh. but I think it's probably mostly my fault. Yeah. I mean, and half of them are listening they probably to got reasons. Yeah. They oh. got reasons. They got reasons, huh? And if they're vegan, forget about it, you know? Forget about it. All right. That sounds right. So uh, I don't know. So let's say in in our modern present day world where we still have a uh, law and order, how do you deal with it? Well, I think, I mean, honestly, uh, the best thing you can do if you're going to, if you're in a location, you're going to be there for a while is getting to know your neighbors first off, right? Yes, that I mean, sounds excellent. It's it's worthwhile to invest a little bit of effort in getting to know your neighbors. You know, just, just for the basic, you know, uh, you know, you come home, maybe your neighbor shouts across the street, hey, uh, saw some guy lurking around your house today. Didn't do nothing about it, but at least you know somebody's been around, you know? Yeah. What they look like, you know? Maybe, maybe you get a little bit of something, you know? Were they from the ATF? Did they have a ball cap? It said ATF. Baseball cap. Yeah. There you go. So um, it's it's a lot easier too to head off problems before they become problems. Yeah. You know when you know your neighbors. I think most of the uh, most of the issues with neighbors uh, is is property lines boundaries. You know, keeping your shit in your yard and their shit in their yard and where that yard starts, you know. Fences make good neighbors. That's right. Ben Franklin said, love your neighbor, but don't pull down the hedges. There you go. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually watching The Rifleman the other day. Uh-huh. And uh, now some of you youngins don't know what The Rifleman is, but whatever. Um. And the guy gets this new neighbor and the guy's, you know, I don't know, doesn't like people and whatever. Somehow society's responsible for his wife dying or something. And, and it's, he, I decides, remember, yeah. he decides he wants to put up a barbed wire fence. And the rifleman guy, you know, goes up and, and he's like, oh, you know how dangerous these are and they're so horrible. And, and you know, but right away he tries with this guy. Like, he's like, you know, I know this guy doesn't like us and want to be neighbors, but if he's my neighbor, I'll deal with it. Like, I think the way it played out, it started out where they, they're out hunting and it's government land. And all of a sudden there's a sign that says private property, keep out. And he's like, what the hell is this? And he, you know, he just ignores it. Oh, don't worry, son. This is government land. 
and they go off and they start hunting and the guy's like, didn't you see my sign? Ah, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. This is government land. And the guy's like, oh, I just bought it. Here's my deed, blah, blah, blah. It's mine now. And I expect you to respect my sign and stay the hell away because I hate people. Now, to be honest, that's not a bad neighbor because he, he's laying it down, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, that's the no problem. Not an asset to you, but he's not yeah. a problem in my mind. Right. So, Minding your own goddamn business. That's the best neighbor you can have. The rifleman, he can't handle that shit. He's like, oh, what are we going to do? This isn't right. So he goes over with a bag of grain and drops it. And he's like, here, this will help you get started. You know, if you ever need anything, then he talks to his boy and, oh, that guy's kid isn't going to school. So he runs over. Oh, you know, I see your kid isn't going to school. You know, maybe he wants to go with my kid. You you probably didn't know that we have such a great school here in town. And he just kept trying and tries to build that relationship, you know. And then sure enough, uh, I I guess one of his cows gets out and the guy's like, well, it's on my land. It's my cow now. Uh, And, you know, and then he's all pissed off and angry. And so the guy goes to put up a fence And when they put up a fence, the kid, you know, the horse bucks or something and the kid falls in the barbed wire fence and all kinds of drama comes out. But then it all gets the day gets saved. And when the day is saved, he's like, you know, this fence is a pretty good idea and it keeps my cows in my yard. And I kind of like the barbed wire (laughs) fence. And I'm like, yep, you should have just started with that shit in the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. Mind your own goddamn business. That's it. If we all just mind our own business, we won't have any problems. Mm -hmm. But also being respectful of their wishes can kind of, you know, set things on the right path. You know, this way, being kind kind of paid off in the rifleman. I don't know if that's it. I I think just listening and, and, you know, respecting wishes. Now, if they're coming onto your property, then we have some different things we need to, you know, start to address. Yeah. And where you live, you might not be able to just shoot somebody that's on your property. Now, some states are good. Mm -hmm. I I know in uh, my mystery state, turns out they're like, oh, you can't shoot your firearm when you're drunk unless you're on your property. Then if you shoot somebody and you're drunk, fuck it. You know, because they were on your property. They shouldn't have been there anyway. Right. And I'm like, oh, that makes good sense right there. Like a pretty good rule. Good rule. So you can legally, in your mystery state, get drunk and shoot guns in your backyard. Yes, that is correct. That is an excellent law. I'm just saying, you guys may want to, you know, check into things. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a hint. It's in the Southland. But, uh, you know, whatever. Um. Another thing is like, all right, so some of the things that really annoy us about neighbors is maybe, like you said, property lines, boundaries, maybe they go to put up a fence. The time to nip that in the bud is when they're starting to put it up, mm-hmm. not after the fact and let it start to annoy you. Um, people not taking care of their pets where they're always, you know, crapping in your lawn or, you know, maybe they're leaving their dog tied up and he's barking 24 seven in the yard, you know, and shit like that, that gets annoying, annoying kids. Um, Sometimes the overgrown lawn, 
Right. Some people treat their yards like shit, like junkyards. And then all of a sudden you see like rats running out of it across your mm-hmm. lawn, you know? Yeah. Now, if I have the overgrown lawn, then, you know, hey, but. Yeah, then mind your own business. Yeah, mind but your own business. Neighbor, <laughs> Maybe they got piles story. of garbage that are attracting roaches or, you know, I don't know. All right. Maybe you live in an apartment building and they have a bunch of like soda bottles that they don't rinse out or do anything. And they're just all syrupy and bringing roaches and, you know, so what are some things? Um, Actually, another one, I had a friend just go through this where somebody changed the drainage in their yard to make it better for their property, but it basically directed all the water to flood, you know, a friend of mine's parking lot. And he's like, what the hell, you know? And, and they basically had to prove, you know, how things were. And so this kind of things can really uh, get ugly and cause tension. Yeah. I think uh, one of the, one of the things you got to do in a, in a real life situation is just, you document what happens, you know, keep track of what's going on. Uh, check with your other neighbors. If you're having a problem with somebody, you know, chances are, you know, it, listen, if you have a neighbor, that's an asshole, then you have a neighbor. That's an asshole. Yeah. If all your neighbors are assholes. Then you're probably the asshole. That, that sounds right. That's um, just a rule of thumb. Yeah. Now I did read a story. I was doing some research on the internet for this and, I guess a guy, you know, one of these that you just rub them the wrong way for whatever reason. You have success. You have the pretty wife. I I don't know. Somehow you piss off your neighbor. But this neighbor decides to call his wife and and the husband Penguin and Bugs Bunny. Don't know why. Don't know what they look like or why he came up with this. But the way he decided to irritate them a little bit more was he put a sign on the edge of his apartment and like an arrow pointing to his, you know, neighbor's door. And it said, come get your photo taken with Bugsy. (laughs) And it made me laugh (laughs) because it's like, that's just messed up. But so what do you do when something like that happens when you have people who push a little too far and we're still in the, the modern laws have consequences world. Right. Well, you gotta, I mean, for one thing, For one thing, it might be better to just move. Yeah, it's better to just cut your losses. Just go. I mean, I I don't think that I could bring myself to do something like that, though. No. Like I'm running away from a fight. But, I mean, sometimes that might be the better option. Yeah. I don't know. uh, Some of you guys are renters and some of you guys uh, put down roots. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, So – one of the things I read, uh, people were like, oh, well, if you want to get at them, just like the same thing a jerky neighbor does to you, is cutting your grass early in the morning. Mm-hmm. There uh, you that's go. a dick move to, you know, kind of nudge back a little bit, you know? Um, you remember back, like, when you're in elementary school, you always hear about the kids, like, getting 10 pizzas delivered to the neighbor's house. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work? Yeah, no. they want the card number and everything. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen people uh, train the dog to take a crap in the neighbor's yard, or they always walk them over there. Yep. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. play out. I, a long I, time I, ago, I had a I had a shitty neighbor, and, uh, well, all right. <laughs> Let me be clear that up. I was a shitty neighbor. Yeah, that sounds They were right. always complaining about the fucking noise. Well, it got aggravating after a while, so I 
took a 55-gallon uh, trash can or a 40-gallon trash can, and I leaned it up against their door and just put the hose in it and turned it on. So when they opened the door, it just fell into their living room. It was kind of shitty. Yes, that's true. But they didn't know who did it. No, well, then it's so, okay. I mean, ultimately, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it was funny for me. And that's that's really about it. There's no moral to the story. That wasn't no. a <laughs> good behavior. I'm just saying it's something you could do. They said that. Uh, the annoying neighbor, it's always good to uh, send the solicitors over to their door. You know, I'm yeah. not interested in solar, but uh-huh. <laughs> you know who's really interested? You know who really wants the a Book of Mormon at their house? The neighbor. You know who needs to find over. Jesus? They <laughs> do. Um, but that's just looking at, you know, that's just being a good Christian, you know? That's right. Um you know, late night basketball can be pretty annoying. My my trash can I did didn't work. They didn't come to Jesus after that. Maybe you have better luck. Nice. Like the late night basketball. That's that's another one. It, you, know, that's classic, you know? Um mm-hmm. But you know, you can always hide in your backyard and shoot them with BB guns and they'll just think they're getting stung by night wasps. Hmm. All right. <laughs> You're just evil. Um, one of the other, uh, all right. So then things escalate, and then they take it to the next level. The next level might be uh, maybe you walk by the side of their house and uh, disconnect the cable. Yeah. Oh, they don't go. have the internet for a couple days, and no, you know, hey, things end bad. Um, yeah. Now. Just look for cameras before you go with anybody else. Oh, that's yard. awkward. That wasn't a, that wasn't an issue five years ago, but now it is. You know, now they all. Have my annoying neighbors put up a camera in his front yard that faces out at the street. Yes, and now I'm like, I can't even walk down at that end of the street anymore. No more peeing in the street like you used to. No, it's ridiculous. That sounds right. Um, same thing. Uh. Shutting off the gas on the outside at the meter. Mm-hmm. That'll slow them down to, a little bit. To lock off their uh, electric meter. That's always difficult to explain. Yeah, that's awkward. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure we can all think up uh, great ways to um, fuck with our neighbors. You know, dropping snakes through their through their uh, windows or whatever it is you, you do. Um, maybe you just screw their door shut while they're away at work. <laughs> You're evil. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, obviously I'm joking about all this stuff. Yes. Um, but I mean, uh, after the shit hits the fan, though, that sort of thing becomes a real, a much more serious situation. All right. Um, now, me personally, I'm going to be a lot more interested in trying to help my neighbors, you know? Um, Sometimes desperate people can become assets for you, you know? Um, If you're just, uh, you know, a couple of guys with with your family, you know, maybe you and your son or or, uh, whatever it is, a couple of extra hands can really make a difference, you know? Um, You know, somebody to be up at night just keeping their eyes open, you know, can make a big difference. Um, 
But, you know, it's always important if you're going to invite people into your house after, you know, shit hits the fan, you're going to want to make sure that they're not going to just kill you while you're sleeping and take all your shit, right? Exactly. Uh, the way I heard somebody talk about it was uh, uh, imagine that shit went down and you had a book, a book that had all the answers, all the, you know, problem solving situations. Um, but, uh, but, um, but then, uh, you know, you don't want to burn that book when shit goes wrong. Right. You want to be that book. You right. want to be the person that helps, that solves problems that people can't live without. Uh, especially if you're going to invite people in your, to your house. No, that sounds right. I mean, having allies and assets and you being an ally and an asset to people is going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of you guys are assholes. A lot of yes. the people that listen to this podcast are assholes. Otherwise, uh, you wouldn't be able to tolerate Kevin for this right, long. Right, you wouldn't be listening really. to this still. But, uh, you know, I think you might have a hard time when, uh, you know, family members show up at your house desperate. Right. You know, you might, uh, you know, you, you might have heard that phrase from somebody you know or somebody in your family. Well, if, if things go wrong, I know where I'm going. I'm coming to your house. You know, most of the time they're joking. You know, they don't know where you live. They don't care. But, you know, sometimes family members might show up and you can't, you know, some of you can turn away family members. But, you know, most of you, most of you are going to want to take people in that that you care about. Right. And if you turn them away and they're desperate, they're not going to come and knock a second time saying that they're planning on taking your shit. No. They're going to come when you're not expecting it. They're going to come back to get something for their kids to eat when you're sleeping, uh, you know, when you're you're not ready for it. Yeah. And no matter how, how smart, intelligent, prepared you are, you can't be ready all the time. Right. And when people are hungry and desperate and their babies are starving, you know, things are – things will escalate. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, I mean, it can get – it can get really dicey on uh, on what you're going to do with with neighbors and and friends when when shit goes down and you know you never really know what's going to go wrong. They might be hearing on the radio from the government that everything's going to be fine the next couple of days. Right, you just got to make it through four or five days. Right, right, and you're at your house hoarding a, a year's worth of food. Right, all they have to do is make it for a couple of days. You're such an asshole. Right, and uh, you know you're just trying you to. And kill I might them. know that shit's not going to be better in a couple of days. You know, the power grid's down. No reason that it's going to come back up, but you know, they're going to be wanting to keep people calm. So they might be feeding them all sorts of shit. So you don't really know. We don't really know what the situation is going to be. You know, when something goes wrong like this, right. And we don't know who we're going to have to count on. And who's going to be counting on us? We don't necessarily know. Um, you know, you might ex- be expecting people to come to your house. Uh, you know, you have a plan for it. And then they never show up, you know. And you're not really going to have any uh, idea why. Or maybe it's going to be a couple of weeks. Maybe they're never going to show up. Maybe they're going to be a day late. Right. You, don't, you know, you don't really know uh, what's going to happen. You can't plan for, for this uh, too extensively. Right. You know. Without, you know, without 
running into some problems. Things that you counted on might not be uh, be the same after uh, you know shit goes down. No, that's exactly it. I mean, you can't see the future, so be careful how you tread. You know, that's right. Um, one of the uh, I just came across a guy the other day, and you know, he's a complete nut job. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can handle this guy. He's just nonstop about politics and and whatever. And just, you know, uh, there was no live and let live, you know. But, you know, the more I talk to the guy, he sounds like he'd really be a big asset, you know, in uh, in the, the world, you know, the end of the world when you're trying to deal with stuff. So mm-hmm. you just don't know, you know, you got to give people a chance. And try and work with things a little bit before, uh, you know, a lot, a lot better to have friends than enemies. That's right. That's right. Especially in desperate situations. No, not bad. Now, uh, I wanted to, you have anything else on that? I do, but it's good. I think, I think we'll just wrap it up at that on, uh, on that topic there. All right. Um, yeah, I've been paying attention a little bit. It looks like, uh, Looks like China is doing a good job in in really pressuring uh, pressuring companies to not talk about the Hong Kong situation. They're investing a lot of money in swaying your opinion, and the uh, Hong Kong protesters are just a bunch of rioters and uh, you know street thugs. Street thugs. Um, you know, if you take a poll in China, ninety nine percent of the people are against the the protests in Hong Kong. They don't even understand why they would be so upset about anything. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's a uh, China is is really perfecting the art of a propaganda machine and um you know, they're starting to push it on us. Um Blizzard is a uh is a um uh computer game company. Okay. And uh they do things like World of Warcraft and and a couple other things like I've that. I've seen it. Yep. Yep. Um well, Blitz uh Chung was a, a player in Hearthstone, and he was at a, a gaming, like, I guess he was one of the higher-ranked gamers in this game. Okay. And um, during the tournament, he beat somebody, and they interviewed him after the, uh, after the tournament, and uh, he said, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age. Nice. And he got banned from the game for a year, and he forfeited the $10,000 prize money um, because he wow. broke the rules and, uh, you know, they have a huge market in China. So they had to just, you know, suck it up and fuck this guy over. Yeah. Um, cause God forbid, you know, we thought about freedom of speech as, as, uh, um, a positive in this country, you know, I don't know. I, th- I thought we all kind of agreed about that for a long time, but South Park, uh, is now banned in China because they did did the China censorship episode. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't didn't see it, but they're now censored because they talked about censorship. Yeah. Houston Rockets. um, One of the, one of the members of, I think it was one of the coaches uh, tweeted out something, uh, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Uh, Maury is his name. Um, The Chinese basketball association, um, Suspended all uh, cooperation with the team and has uh, cut down on a, a bunch of it. Do you realize that 
50% more people in China watch the NBA games than the United States. Um, wow. 150% uh, of, of people in uh, of the market is in China versus the United States. Uh, I didn't realize that they were that in a basket. They have a lot of people, though. But that's a big chunk of money. Yeah. Uh, so the NBA, the NBA is basically shutting down the guy Maury for what he had said and censoring him, say, you know, saying that they don't stand behind his comments and his comments don't represent them. Uh, they put out a statement the next day that said the NBA recognizes that Maury's remarks have deeply offended many of our friends in China, which is regrettable. And uh, CCTV, that's the Chinese uh, television uh, right. station there put out a statement and it said, uh, we believe any remarks that challenge national sovereignty and social stability do not belong in the category of free speech. I'm sorry. Obviously you don't have, you don't understand the point of free speech. Right. Exactly. That's, that's the main fucking reason. Exactly. No, that's the thing. And, and that's how it builds. You know, we, we keep talking about, well, you know, you don't want to say anything that upsets someone and, you know, all this, but this dancing on eggshells right. is what destroys the people. Right. Especially especially when um, you're limited on what you can say because of the company you work for. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the people at, at um, Blizzard uh, that work there uh, held that walkout. Because of that, because of uh, the way they're exactly. acting, you know, by bullying people and threatening them with uh, financial, you know, financial tr- trouble, you know, you can really get people to kind of cooperate and fall in a step. Exactly. Got to pay your bills. Got to pay your bills. That's why I didn't tell you guys that I work at Blizzard, because what would happen if they found out about this podcast? Right. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's kind of funny, though, that somehow our podcast is not banned in China yet. And they keep downloading. They That's keep the downloading. important thing. <laughs> as long as Beijing is still listening. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, they've got our number. But you know the thing. The funny thing is about the uh, the tweet, uh, the NBA tweet the, of uh, from Maury. Yeah. Is that China's banned Twitter? So it's not even like they people in China know about. They already this. nipped it in the bud. Right. Right. I mean, they've got everything banned. You can't even. Can't even compare their great leader to uh, Winnie the Pooh. Shit. What's next in the world? I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, But I mean, it's, I feel like limiting what people say. I mean, that's one of those things about, uh, about the facial recognition that drives me crazy. You know, if you're going to go out and protest, but they're, keeping track of everybody who's at the protest. Yes. You know, and then they're going to come and find you for the, for the warrant from the traffic stop, uh, you know, two years ago, or you have to be worried about, you know, baby mama drama. You're not going to go and protest. You're not going to be out there. Exactly. And they're, they're just bragging about whether it's true or not that they have that 500 uh, megapixel uh, camera or whatever that can Mm -hmm. pick out what they said. They said it can recognize every face in a crowd of 10,000. Yeah. And it's one camera. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty slick. So, you know, that makes people think, Hey, maybe I'm not going to be, uh, out there, you know, rocking. Yeah. I mean, why do you think all the uh, protesters in, in Hong Kong are wearing masks? You know, 
That's exactly the reason. Because all they got to do is pick out the 10 most vocal people. Right. And you drive around and pick them up and you can, you know, you can wreck protests like that pretty quick. Yes. You know? That's uh, that's how they did it with the uh, the strike breakers, um, you know, during early uh, mining unionization and things like that. They'd uh, they'd walk off the job demanding better uh, work conditions. They just go out and arrest, arrest the, ten, you know, the 10 most vocal people. Right. And then everybody would they'd get bully everybody back into work. Oh, so setting um, the standard. Yeah. You, you, if you can set an example, then that it's a lot easier to control people and control what they say. Just my opinion. I feel like facial recognition is, is a big hit against freedom of speech. It definitely is taking a toll. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's basically what we got to say about that. That's what I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you guys want to go, uh, go on our podcast or I'm sorry, our Facebook page. Yes. I would love to hear about your shitty neighbor uh, stories. Yeah, you'd like yeah, some neighbor I stories would love to and hear how some you handled it. About, <laughs> yeah, about handling shitty neighbors. That sounds right. So you, the best place really would be to uh, join the Facebook group, which is the Prepping Badass group. And pretty much we don't have really high standards to let you in. Yeah, You send us a request. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm pretty sure you're cool enough. We'll we'll get you in there. Um, we did have a we did have a look like a member of ISIS trying to join. Well, yeah, we did kick out what the one that? or two ISIS members. But, yeah, that was a little bit strange, but uh, I you don't know, know what they're trying to trying to join our Facebook group. It was they weren't weird. they weren't quite as stealthy as they thought they were. Yeah, yeah, they weren't quite pro democracy. Or, you know, pro, pro anything American. Existence, letting people live, not decapitating yeah, they, Christians, you know, they, whatever. They seem a little bit pro burning American flags on their Facebook page. So, I mean, whatever. You can't, you can't let everybody in. But, but, you know. but we have pretty loose standards. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you have an idea for a show topic. Maybe you've already sent us an idea for a show topic. And Kevin blew you off because he doesn't get around to reading the emails. That uh, That's possible. You know, or maybe we read it. We were like, that's a great idea. And then a couple beers later, we were like, what were we going to do next week? <laughs> you know, any of these things are possible. Maybe you want to shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. And, uh, and we'll see if we can uh, work that out for you. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.